You're listening to episode 110 of Diferente. Wait, hold up. Before we go any further, I have something very important to ask you. Will you share this podcast with your friends? It's very easy to share the love by either texting a direct link to this episode or posting a screenshot and link to the show on your preferred social media platform. Make sure you tell them why you want them to listen. Thanks for your support. Now back to the show. You have probably noticed that we use the hashtag Live Diferente on almost everything we post on social media. Live Diferente is our slogan, and it means to live with passion, purpose, and not depending on what others approve of or define as cool. We live diferente because we want to be true to our unique soul and make a positive and lasting impact in our earthly journey. Living diferente is making a promise to ourselves that we will break through conformity, stereotypes, or limiting beliefs that prevent us from growing and creating our own version of success. It is a mindset, a lifestyle, a reminder to be bold, inspire thought, y tener visión para crecer. Throughout the season, I will be sharing some of my journey with you as we practice living diferente. These episodes will be short and filled with practical insights and tips on how to put this slogan into practice. Expect to receive inspiration and a little kick in the ass motivation, which we all need sometimes. Now let's get to living diferente. I wake up one morning about a year ago with a crushing feeling on my chest. It feels like someone is sitting on my chest and I can barely breathe. So I brush it off and I start my day. All week, though, I feel like I'm in a terrible mood. And each day, the crushing feeling in my chest feels worse. Am I having a heart attack? I ask myself. Quick Google search reveals nothing. I could be having a heart attack or about 50 other things, according to WebMD. After I go to the doctor and he suggests it might be stress, I assure him that there is nothing in my life that is stressful. <laughs> This is so funny to me now because I was clearly deranged at the time. Here's a tip. Being happy is not how you measure whether you are stressed or not. Okay, you can absolutely be happy and stressed or have anxiety. That's like a real combination. And most people lie to themselves and pretend all is well until one day, They wake up feeling like an elephant is sitting on their chest. Back to my story. After my first doctor visit, I go see a cardiologist next. Me and five other over 60-year-old people sitting in the waiting room. Am I being judged here? I feel like they were judging me. Finally, the EKG is clean, or whatever the correct term is, and the doctor says that my heart is healthy and I'm probably dealing with side effects of stress. Fine, I accept the results annoyed because I still don't understand what could possibly be stressing me out until I get home and I open my to-do list. So it finally dawns on me. I'm doing too much. The point of this story is that the world is overwhelming and many times we overwhelm ourselves even more by adding on and piling on more things to do. As far as I know, there are still only 24 hours in a day and that's never going to change. So how do we come back to neutral? How do we fuel our desire to achieve without killing ourselves in the process? That's what I want to talk about today. And that's why you're here with me. It's just you and I on the solo round. Let's get started. Bienvenidos. Welcome to Diferente. My name is Maribel Quesada-Smith. I'm an expert at questioning everything who wants to bring more color into your life. I'll be coming to you every week 
with a little humor and a mountain of passion to share with you experiences and lessons in life, culture, creativity, and business that will inspire all of us to explore different perspectives. Don't be surprised if you find yourself motivated to shake things up. That's known to be a side effect of the Diferente life, and it's contagious. Now let's get to it. How many times have you felt like you're being left behind because you're not yet doing this or that or the other thing, or you haven't tried the latest thingy, food, the latest place? Wow, it's all so much. How can we be expected to keep up with all of the latest trends, the latest products, social media platforms, podcasts, movies, series, books, health kicks, hidden travel gems? We can't keep up. It's impossible, and that's okay. The only reason we feel like we're constantly behind is because we are exposed to so many amazing people. Thank you, internet. So our level of normal has exceeded the normal from 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago. Our level of normal now is being expected to know that our friend threw an amazing party last Saturday night where she served red, white, and blue margaritas, even though you couldn't go. Our level of normal is knowing that another friend from theater club in high school has a brand new home and it looks amazing. Everything inside is sparkly clean. Although you only speak to this friend three times a year and you've never actually been to said home. Still waiting on an invitation, by the way. Let me help you out here. This is not normal. It is not normal to know everything about what everyone is doing. And it's definitely not normal to be able to accomplish inside 24 hours what you used to do in one week. I don't know about you, but lately I feel like I spend most of my time reacting instead of being proactive. And I have to say that it's because I have set the expectation that I must accomplish so many things all at the same time. Like if I had four hands. Well, I don't. And neither do you. Or I'm guessing you don't. So what can we do? I'm going to go over three things that I have found have helped me in my life in dealing with all of the overwhelming things that go on around us. These three things help me feel centered and they help me stay focused on my goals. However, I will be fully honest with you and full disclosure here. I don't always stick to the plan, which is why sometimes I feel overwhelmed. So I think it's really important to note here that nobody's perfect which you've already known because you listen to my podcast. So you know one of the most imperfect beings in this world. Anyway, so nobody's perfect. But in order for something to really work in your life, you have to have discipline and you have to stick to it, right? No matter what you're trying to achieve, you have to be able to make sure that you're going to stick to the plan. Otherwise, you're not going to see the results that you want. So I'm just being honest with you here. These are three things that I have established in my life. I have worked through them. I have put them to test and they do work, but only when you do them and when you do them consistently. All right, here we go. Number one, you want to be more mindful. So mindfulness is the space between stimulus and response. Ever wonder why people say, think before you speak? It comes from the intent of being mindful. How can we become more mindful? One way is to meditate. And that has been a key factor in my life. In times of significant stress, I have definitely tried this and it really works. Try to devote at least five to 10 minutes of meditation every day 
for me, it works better if I do it in the morning. When it's a nice day outside, I walk out, I sit on the porch or the balcony or wherever I am, I just sit outside and I start the meditation. I sometimes use an app, sometimes I just do it on my own, but it helps me feel connected to nature and it helps me feel more centered when I'm outside. You can't always do that because sometimes the weather doesn't permit that. So if you need to do it inside, that's totally fine. Just devote at least five to 10 minutes every day to meditation. It truly works wonders. Number two, get into a routine. Start with your sleep. It's important to get up and go to bed at the same time every day. Now, you already know that this is important because you've heard the experts talk about it. You've listened to the studies. You've read the articles. And I will actually share something very interesting with you on the show notes so that you know I'm not filling your head with crap. Sleep is incredibly important to the success that you will have in your day. And it's really important to make sure that you're going to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time every day because your body gets used to that. So go to bed at the same time, get up at the same time every day. I know that doesn't always happen, especially when you have nights out or you have travel going on. Just try to stick to it as best as you can. And also make sure you don't have any screen time, at least an hour, but preferably two hours before bed. Again, I will definitely post some studies on the show notes so that you can believe me when I say that having screens on before you go to bed is not healthy for anybody. It disturbs your REM sleep. Another thing that really helps me is making a list that tells me what my nighttime routine will be. So in order for you to have this nighttime routine that gets you all relaxed and ready for bed, it'll help you to have an idea of what you're going to do every night. If you don't like lists, just make a mental note. But decide, decide what you will do for yourself every night before going to bed. For example, you could write down what you want to do the next day. Maybe that's one of your routines. Or maybe you want to spend time in reflection about the day's events, which I'll talk about next. Journaling is also great, or reading before bed helps too. Just try not to read something that's too stimulating or exciting because then it might keep you up. Now, a part of your routine is also having a morning routine. So you have the bedtime routine and you have a morning routine. In the morning, I like to do specific things. Again, this is according to whatever preference you have. I recommend that you write down five things that you want to do every morning before you start working or doing whatever you do. And put that list on your fridge or on your bathroom mirror to remind you. For example, my five things are to drink water when I get up, to meditate, to brush my teeth, and work out or go on a walk or do yoga at home. At the very least, I warm up and I stretch. And then I also like to set an intention for the day. That's something new that I added recently because I have learned that if I don't set a goal or a specific intention for that day, I will feel lost in the middle of the day. And sometimes I will lose my focus and I'll end up feeling very unproductive. And that's always a very negative effect on me and my self-esteem. I don't like to be unproductive. I guess that's kind of one of my downfalls. I feel like it really affects my self-esteem and my confidence when I don't feel like I'm being productive. So in order to avoid that, I try to set an intention for the day so that at the end of the day, I feel like I've accomplished something specifically. Even though I've done a lot of things, I want one thing to specifically happen that day, and I set that intention at the beginning of the day. Number three, numero tres, in his book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, 
I don't know if you've read this, but John C. Maxwell writes that experience is only a great teacher if you take the time to pause and reflect on it. Otherwise, you take the test, but the lesson never comes. So find a time and a place to pause and reflect at the end of your day. Set aside a location that is specifically designated for this reflection. That could be your bedroom or it could be your den. Again, maybe it's your balcony or your porch or your deck. Maybe it's the spare bedroom or maybe it's the bathroom. Some people find the bathroom extremely relaxing. Whatever location you decide to use, make sure you spend some time in reflection at the end of your day. I say at the end of the day because that's when you usually get to download everything that's happened that day. And then you can start fresh in the morning. So for example, it's important to reflect with intention. Actively think about what it is that you're trying to improve. We have to sit with our feelings, let the emotion come to us, and dig deep for what these feelings and thoughts are trying to tell us. If we don't explore our feelings, we cannot grow from them. So whatever happened that day, sit with it, whether it was good or bad. You know how people like to say, don't catch feelings? Well, they're wrong. Catch them. Catch all the feelings you can and then explore them. Sit with them. Let them reveal a part of you that needs to grow because of those feelings. And if you spend time reflecting, you will learn from them. Also, don't think that just because everything in your day went right, there's no need to reflect. That is where many of us go wrong. When things go right, we often disconnect from self-reflection because we don't find it necessary to investigate something that went the way we hoped for or better. So we still have to reflect, even when things go well. It's important to understand the significance of what we have experienced, good or bad. If you've achieved something great today, how will you be able to sustain that success? Only through reflection and understanding of what you did to get there. So in review, practice being more mindful, get that butt into a routine, and reflect every day. I promise you that if you try these three things for at least two months, you will definitely see a change. They say that you will see a change within three months, but I'm going to tell you that in two months, you will feel happier, you will feel less stressed, and you will feel like you have more of a sense of direction. You're going to know where you're going, what you need to do to get there, and you're going to feel like you're actually growing and learning every day. So trust me on this one. And just know that you're not alone because I'm doing it too. In fact, come join the Diferente Podcast Network group on Facebook so that you can share your own story and your own struggle through getting back into a routine with us. We'll be able to cheer each other up and keep each other motivated in that group. So join us. Just go on Facebook and look up Diferente Podcast and we'll be there for each other. And if you've already got this stress thing completely knocked out of your life, how about sharing some tips and ideas with us? because we want to know what's working for you also. Don't forget that you can also follow us on Instagram at Diferente underscore podcast. Come join us over there too. Send us a direct message or comment on one of our posts and let us know what's helping you deal with stress as well. No matter what you do, just know that you're not alone in this overwhelming, incredibly fascinating world. This month, we're launching the Diferente Shop, where people can support a nonprofit community organization while rocking some Diferente merchandise. And our first partnership will be with Camp Good Life. Allow me to introduce a very special friend of mine, JT Davis, founder of Camp Good Life. 
So JT, what is the mission of Camp Good Life? So Camp Good Life is a media and technology summer camp for kids between the ages of 12 to 17. And we target kids that are underserved and underrepresented. We take them out of the community, put them at a camp facility, and teach them how to take an idea from concept to completion. I'm a television producer. I understand how important it is to tell stories. And I want these children to have access to tell their own stories and to have access to the entertainment industry. And this camp takes place in the outskirts of Maryland, D.C. area. Is that correct? Why a camp? Why not stay in the city? Well, when I worked on a mayoral campaign here in D.C., I worked with kids uh, between the ages of like 16 to 22. And they had never been to some of the more beautiful parts of D.C. that were really serene. And when I took them there, they just like they sort of opened up and blossomed. And I really saw the difference between their behavior being in the city and being in a serene environment. And so I thought that if I'm targeting this population of children, I want to set them up for success. And I thought that taking them out to a very serene environment where they had the opportunity to just be kids and hike and kayak and do a zip line and nature walks and a bonfire, that they would just open up and blossom. And I have to tell you, last year they did. What can people do to help the Camp Good Life mission? Camp Good Life needs community support. And we need that in a couple ways. The first way is we love to embrace Camp Good Life ambassadors, people that hear about the camp, they want to put the mission on their back and take it to their friends and their family and essentially be force multipliers in the community for us by sharing the message of what we're doing. The second thing is that this camp is free of charge. And so we are raising money. We are looking for partnerships. We're looking for corporate sponsors. And if you would like to donate to Camp Good Life, go to campgoodlife.org and click on the pink pig. I've realized over the years that to live a full life is to make a positive impact in the lives of others. And that's what Living Diferente is all about, which is why for the entire month of August, we will be donating the net proceeds from every t-shirt and mug we sell to help sponsor kids attending Camp Good Life. Head to our website, adifferentelife.com, to join us in supporting this impactful community organization. Thank you for listening to Diferente. If you liked this episode, let me know by leaving a five-star review and by sharing a screenshot of this podcast on Instagram or Facebook. Just don't forget to tag me at Adiferente Life so I can know you're listening. Hasta pronto.